welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up on some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hey, I'm Rachel and I missed all the music. Yes, you are. And Rachel, welcome back to another week of this show that we do. Yay, I'm excited. Are you? Because I will say for our new listeners, you have taken a much more critical turn this season. I have. I don't know if we're going to gain listeners or if we're going to lose the 12 listeners that we have. We're probably going to lose guest hosts. Oh, crap. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think it's great that you're listening to enough that you're able to suss out more precisely what you like and what you don't like. Yes. Because it is all about me and what I like. (laughs) Yeah. And what you learn. Mm, That too. (laughs) And this is totally unrelated to everything we've just said. But I always have a little question for you to jump into this week's artist. And this week's question is, have you ever or do you enjoy visiting farms? farm music am I gonna listen to oh my gosh we're in season six what are we getting into answer the question okay about farms um I like farms in certain doses and in certain aspects um if I'm not wearing the right shoes and walking the right pathways Mm -hmm. but uh yeah I've chased a couple pigs that have gotten out I have done a few things on the farm. I grew up in a farmhouse that was like 150 years old. Right. That was the one that was haunted. (laughs) Listen to some of the episodes from our past. That one was pretty awesome, might I say. So you're not anti-farm? No, I like farm. But I am a city girl. That I know. Well, that's okay. Because only one song on this playlist has to do with a farm. And the song's called Maggie's Farm. Maggie's farm. Mm-hmm. Maggie's farm. Mm-hmm. Maggie's farm. Huh. You, well, you don't know it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. I don't know anything. I don't know the music. I do know stuff. I just don't know music. I think you will know the name of this artist when we do the big reveal, though. In fact, I'm certain of it. Okay. How much are you going to put down for it? I don't know. I'd like some new shoes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Are you're you saying buy me new shoes? 75 bucks to hundred. <laughs> but if you're going to Louis Vuitton, I don't know if I'm going to buy you those kind of shoes. I'm not going to Louis Vuitton. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. All right. Drum roll. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah, I do know that person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I do owe you some new shoes. So is our guest host my (laughs) father-in-law? No, but I would love to have him on the show. Actually, our guest host (laughs) is a returning guest host, my friend Decker. Oh, awesome. Decker, let's bring him on. (laughs) But um, I know that you have you are aware that Bob Dylan is a human being who's produced music I may know who he is but I don't know any of his music 
Um, let me throw out some titles. I purposefully picked in like a um, less famous one, but maybe you have heard the song, Mr. Tambourine Man. No. Maybe you've heard the song, The Times They Are a Changing. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe you've heard the song, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. No. Okay, here's the big one. Maybe you've heard the song, Blowing in the Wind. I've really? heard that song, like, title, like, said before, but I don't know if I've actually heard the song. Where That's would I amazing. Song? Where what? would I find Bob Dylan? Everywhere. <laughs> Where? I mean, he's been making music for ever. Every he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever really heard any Bob Dylan. Well, you're about to. Um, Decker made you an hour-long playlist of some of his favorite songs. I don't know anyone who loves Bob Dylan more than Decker. So it's going to be really fun. I want you to listen to it every day for a week and um, come back and we'll have a fun conversation about his music, his history, who he is, why you should know who he is. It'll be great. Am I going to like it? I don't think so. Not at all. (laughs) But I do think you will love the lyrics. I think that you will enjoy Bob Dylan, like, as an artist. I'm not sure that you'll love the music. But maybe you'll surprise me. Pretty much the artists I thought you would like so far, you didn't like. So maybe this will be one of those ones that's just, you know, like that time you liked Rush. You're never going to let that go, aren't you? <laughs> nope. Audience, if you would like to hear this carefully curated Bob Dylan playlist, you can check it out and listen along with Rachel by going to Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Rachel, have a great week. And audience will be back with you in just a moment. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to Bob Dylan. But before we talk about it, let's welcome our special guest host this week, my friend Decker. Hi. Hello. Hi, Decker. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, so before we jump into Bob Dylan, Rachel, you and I have a very important story to tell Decker about the time that you called me Thanksgiving break 2016. You know the year even. <laughs> yeah, I was pregnant, so I remember very well. Ah, yes. Mile markers in your life. So why don't you tell Decker what you called to tell me that Thanksgiving break? Well, we were starting off Music She Missed at that point, and I was kind of excited to kind of hear some musicians' names, artists, and bands. And I was like, hey, who is this person? Who's that person? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Allison, I just met Bob Dylan. And, and I, I said, what? 
you met Bob Dylan, like Nobel yeah. Prize winner Bob Dylan. Sure. I met him at a party. Yeah. Was- at, at a, um, at a retirement party. Is that correct? Right. I was in a really bad mood that day when you called and I was exceptionally shocked and angered that you met Bob Dylan and didn't know who he was. And I was like, did he play any music? And you said, I can't remember now. <laughs> I think you said there was music playing in the background, but that he was not actually performing. Does that sound right? Oh, yes, that was right. Because yes, that was right. So my my jaw literally dropped to the floor, Decker. And I yeah. was like, my friend who I love so much just met one of the most famous people mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. <laughs> at a party. And I was so mad. I can't even tell you how mad I was. I was literally shaking with frustration. Mm-hmm. At the revelation that met Bob Dylan. And I was like, well, what did you say? And you were like, I don't know. Nice to meet you. <laughs> well, what are you supposed to say when you meet people? He's just a person. And if I remember specifically, you did not know who you met until he walked away. And then a relative of yours was like, hey, that was Bob Dylan. Wait, this is real? This is a real story. This is a real story. Hold on. Is that is that not yeah. how it goes? Okay. Fast forward two years. And uh, uh, that sounds about right. Two years. Yeah. Two years later. And Rachel we're is at a, we're at another yeah. party. Mm-hmm. We are partying it up. Mm-hmm. And then Alice is hanging out with another relative. Mm-hmm. And so I heard you had Bob Dylan at your party or whatever. And this um, person looks at me like I'm insane. <laughs> I was like, so how do you know Bob Dylan? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know Bob Dylan. And I was like, Rachel told me that he met, that she met him at your party he's like not only do i not know bob dylan there were no nobel laureates at my party (laughs) (laughs) i screamed across the house at rachel because i was so mad (laughs) now i remember how it all kind of played out so i think you did not actually meet bob dylan Oh, okay. I think his music at the party, and then I asked someone, "Who is that that I just met? Who is this?" And he said, "This is Bob Dylan, referring to the music." Yes. That I was referring to the person I was just talking for about twenty minutes with. Okay, that's. (laughs) And hmm. so for about a good number of years, and calling my friend, telling her that I met Bob Dylan for years, I felt like I was talking with Bob Dylan at a party. That's okay. That is the story, Decker, that I have been holding (laughs) in my heart from you (laughs) for the entire time I've known you, saving it for the podcast for this very moment. (laughs) Are you literally crying? I'm crying. That's That's good. That's very good. Everyone needs a good 
cry every once in a That's while. That's very good. <laughs> okay. So oh now, my. Now that we have that out of the way, maybe we should have saved that for the end because now I'm all. Let's talk okay. about Bob Dylan. Let's talk about him. Rachel, how was your experience yeah. listening to the music? Um, I thought I have heard Bob Dylan before. Okay. But really this past week was the first time I've ever really experienced him. So I've you- never no. Like I may have recognized some of the lyrics, maybe mm-hmm. like quoted and maybe something or maybe being covered by someone else, but I've really never heard him sing any of these songs. Wow. That's so, um Yeah. I, I am really both surprised and not surprised by that. Um <laughs> I think the the music is so um like a lot of his music is so ingrained in culture and um, the, the kind of just ubiquitous nature of it. Uh, I'm not surprised that you've heard the lyrics and he's certainly been covered and we can talk more about this later, but he's certainly been covered by one of the most covered artists out there. For sure. So um, did you enjoy the week? I like the lyrics. Sure. Okay. He is alive, right? He yes. is alive. He's, he, at least he was in 2016. He's 79 years old. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> yeah, no, he's around. He's around. Okay, well, I apologize if this offends him, but I don't think he really is a good singer. You're not alone You're in not that alone. opinion. So let's jump in. Rachel, I know you had a couple of questions right off the bat that you wanted to ask about him. I do. Um, I do. So Bob Dylan, where is he from? Like he has this Southern sound, but what I feel like out of his lyrics, he's from the North. So I had that sound of him, bluegrass, Southern sound, but then I feel like his lyrics are saying, Hey, you know, an Oxford comma, I'm from the North. He is from Minnesota. That's about as North. Yeah. He was Born in Duluth and was raised in a town called Hibbing and um, went to a little bit, little bit of biography, went to, um, was going to college when he discovered a um, artist by the name of Woody Guthrie mm-hmm. and decided he was going to leave college, leave the University of Minneapolis and go to New York um, when he was like 20 years old in 1960. Um, he left, left college to go to New York to become a folk singer and to, to meet his idol. There you go. Who's his idol? Woody Guthrie. Guthrie. Do I know Woody Guthrie? Clearly not. You have, you have most likely heard some of his songs. Decker, that's an assumption that is. This land is your land. This land is my land. Oh, that's him. Yep. I know that song. So question for you about his name. Uh, is that his real name? Bob Dylan is not his real name. His real really? name is Robert Zimmerman. It is legally Bob Dylan, so it is now his real name. He, he legally had it changed. Um, he's always been very cagey. Um, one thing that is like universal about Bob Dylan, he never really gives a straight answer in an, in an interview. And he was kind of the prototype for the kind of aloof, arrogant artist uh, interview guy. So 
information. But you're not gonna, you don't get a lot of information out of him. So he changed it partly because of um, he was concerned about anti-Semitism. Also because he felt that he couldn't sing the songs that uh, he wanted to sing under the name Robert Zimmerman. So I have another question. Okay. Did he play the piano and the harmonica in the music? Or is that someone else? Uh, he plays the guitar, harmonica, and the piano. Okay. Triple threat. It depends on what it depends on which song though, because some of the some of the songs like um like Rolling Stone and Maggie's Farm, he has a full and some of the other later songs, he has a full backing band. Right, with, with an organ, with electric guitar, and you know, horns, and there's a violin. And yeah. Sorry, Rachel, can you say that again? Maggie's Farm. I did not like that song. Well, that's actually a perfect segue because what we wanted to do for this episode was talk about kind of the four major time periods in his career. And for each period, we thought we would talk with you about which songs you liked and you didn't like. Well, Decker could kind of give you the basic facts of that time. Yep. Okay. And we'll kind of just go through the playlist like that. Cool. Let's do it. So, Decker, you started off by saying he was in New York, and right. this is where he makes it big Th- and comes onto the folk scene. That's right. So, the folk scene was this kind of uh, really like blowing up at this time in like college communities. Uh, the protest scene was hot, um, and like a lot of these little coffee shops little folk shops in Greenwich Village, New York. Yeah. Uh, so this is where he really um, starts finding his voice. Um, so that's where uh, so his, you know, he's, he's working on it. He gets a record deal. Um, his first album uh, actually does not sell that well. But his second album, Free Willing Bob Dylan, which has Blown in the Wind and Don't Think Twice It's All Right on your playlist, uh, is huge. Let's talk about that, Rachel. I, I think you had a question about that album. I did. Um, Blowing in the Wind, it kind of reminded me of the 60s. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of statements in that, in those lyrics. Um, and I like how the song is just so simple. There's just a couple chords to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. um, but there's isn't that the one that has the album with that chick on it? It's a super iconic album cover. Yeah. Oh, who is that girl? So that is his girlfriend at the time, um, Susie Rotolo. And uh, she was an, uh, an artist living in New York, and they were living together. Oh, okay. So they're not together anymore. They are not together. He's been married a couple times. He's been married twice. Hmm. but i think it's pretty cool yeah to have your 1960s love story to be forever known on an album cover where is she now um good question i don't know Hmm. (laughs) well she's on a cover though and it's pretty famous and that's the song um album that's the times are changing right so times are changing comes later Ah, but okay. it's the same. But it's the same. It's the same. Era. It's the same era. Bob Dylan is is becoming more and more um, an icon of like the progressive movement and the civil rights movement. He performs at the March on Washington with mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, Dr. King's March on Washington. He performs only a pawn in their game, which also comes from the album, The Times They Are Changing. So he is becoming this icon of the folk movement. So all of those songs, Rachel, that we just talked about are from this kind of first era of Bob Dylan's music, which I think he's probably the most famous for. Yes. But um, obviously there's plenty more. Decker, do you have a way to sum up? What would you call this era we just discussed? So I would call this the folk icon. Folk icon era. Yes. That's like pretty much harmonica and guitar and yeah, basically. not much else. Mm-hmm. And a tambourine in there. Well, that's the well, next era. Well, that comes next. <laughs> so um, in this yeah. time, he's starting to play around with different lyrical devices. And he's starting to really kind of become disenchanted with the folk movement. Um, he doesn't want to, this is the time where he becomes, starts being referred to as the voice of a generation. Hmm. And he does not like that. <laughs> so wow. he, he Why starts, does he, like that? he does not like that because, uh, he just sees himself as an entertainer. Um, this era is called what? So next we're going to move into the electric era. And this, the albums that we've got here are... Uh, Bringing It All Back Home, mm-hmm. Highway 61 Revisited, Blonde on Blonde. So these these albums really are a, a, a trio that kind of all fit together. They were all recorded around the same time. And uh, this is when Bob Dylan really starts to, I think, branch out as a musician. And this is also where he really starts to change the musical industry starting with a kind of a fateful performance of Maggie's Farm at the Newport Folk Festival. So Rachel, what did you think about these four songs that are here in this section? Mr. Tambourine Man, Maggie's Farm, Like a Rolling Stone, fourth time around. Some I liked, some I didn't like. Um, Talk about it. Maggie's, Maggie's Farm, by the end of the week, I just wanted to hurt someone. the twanginess to the bluegrass it was just I was done with it by the end of the week well actually before the end of the week um and it drove me insane you're not a fan of twang no okay I do not like it Decker has his giant book of Bob Dylan lyrics and he looks ready to discuss this song this is funny the like Maggie's Farm, he performs this. This is the first time, this first public performance of him playing in front of an electric band. And he gets booed. It is like his audience is, it is like they're revolting because this is not, basically everyone thinks he's sold out because he's playing rock and roll now. Hmm. And there's a story that's probably apocryphal of this one like folk, um, like figure in the folk scene, Pete Seeger, actually picking up an axe and trying to chop the the speaker cords. Oh my goodness! Trying to cut the speaker cords because it was so loud. Hmm. Wow. Is there something else you wanted to say about, was there anything, Rachel, we haven't talked too much about the lyrics. Is there anything, is it just the sound of it that you didn't like? It's the twangy bluegrass sound. I'm not a big fan of bluegrass. I never really saw thought this this song's not really bluegrass. It's it's a heavy blues influence. Well, the twanginess. 
I just associate all point. Okay. Okay. Like I was listening to it this morning, even, and I was just like, I wanted to skip it, but I am a rule follower, and Allison says I cannot skip any of the songs. Ah. So there is one line in that that I didn't want to bring up. It's like they sing while you they sing while you slave, and I just get bored. I ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more, which is the last kind of couplet in the in the song. And like that, a lot of people kind of read that or hear that and they think, oh, this is Bob Dylan like saying he doesn't want to be like my folk singer anymore. Hmm. Hmm. That he just, he doesn't want to sing for public and he doesn't want to sing for the people? That he wants to sing for himself, basically. Yeah, that he doesn't, he does the music for himself, not for anyone else, not for his fans or anything. I just want to, that is a very different definition than entertainer. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Um, what are some of your opinions of the other songs in this era, this electric Bob Dylan era? Mr. Tambourine Man. Um, yeah. Is that about drugs? So Mr. Tambourine Man is not about drugs. Uh, it says take uh, me What, what do you trip. think it's about? I'm uh, Take me on a trip. I think it's the 60s and that kind of trip is drugs. So Bob Dylan was, um, he was into drugs. Uh, He was into marijuana at this time. Uh, He did not start doing um, LSD until later. Uh, Mr. Tambourine is not about drugs. Um, There's been a lot of discussion about what it is about. Uh, Bob Dylan doesn't, won't tell you what his songs are about. So it's been speculated that um, it's about kind of the songwriter's muse. Hmm. Um, but it's a very dreamy, it's a very dreamy song. Yeah. I, that the birds cover is really good. I like the birds cover too. So this song went on to uh, the, a band called the birds did a cover of this song and it, it's much more it, famous. It's, it's much more famous. It was a number one hit. Um, and it basically kind of created the genre of folk rock. Did you know that was a thing? No. Um, <laughs> have I ever heard the birds before? I don't think so. Um, yes. Um, to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn, turn. No? I may have seen it in that one movie now and then. Um, Maybe. With- Maybe. It's a famous song. It's a famous song. The birds, the birds had a num a number of famous. Um, that was another folk song. Yeah. Um, that they covered. They did. A, they that was kind of their thing. This is not the birds podcast. Yeah. Let's go. But on. they did a lot of Dylan. Yeah. Let's go on to some of the other songs on this list. I did like um, a Rolling Stone. Um, did the band the Rolling Stone get their name from this song? They did not. I was going to say um, I, I thought we covered that. And like season two or one, we did. Yeah, um, the Rolling Stones got their name from the Muddy Waters song. So did Bob Dylan get this song from the Rolling Stones? Uh, no, this song was written about. Well, again, no one really knows. <laughs> um, but the kind of leading theory is that this one was about. I guess she was a model. Eddie Sedgwick, who was kind of hanging around Andy Warhol 
actually the movie factory girl is better but anyway this socialite who kind of comes into this art scene and basically melts down and he bob dylan was not fond of her why Mm. why did you like the song rachel what about it was attractive to you so out of all of the songs of Bob Dylan, I think this one out of all of them, I may have heard before. Ah, mm-hmm. so, so it was familiarity. That, and then um, there's a certain part in the song where it says, he says, how does it make you feel? Um, and for me- How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like for him, there's so many- parts of his lyrics and his songs that he's singing honestly for himself but for this one it it made me feel like he as an artist wanted connection with the listener um and I like that I yeah. would to say my favorite song on this whole playlist is fourth time around why I like the story that it tells and the tone and sound of it is very appealing to me I like the little guitar plinkies. That's the proper term, I'm sure. That's uh, <laughs> that's fun, Allie, that this is your favorite is. on this because this was written as a response to Norwegian Wood. Which is Rachel, which is a famous Beatles, song. Beatles song, which I also really like. I remember that song from season two. And they have a lot of similarities. There's a line in it um, that made John Lennon very paranoid. So Bob Bob Dylan knew the Beatles. Yeah, he was the one that introduced them to marijuana. Yes. Oh, well, that just took them on a trip. Yeah, well, it made the Beatles a lot better. It did. (laughs) Um, And the Beatles were, they were influenced by Dylan's songwriting. Um, But this line... um, you didn't waste time, and I never took much. I never asked for your crutch. Now don't ask for mine. He thought that was about him? John Lennon thought that was about him. And that was know. Dylan speaking to John Lennon, telling him to stay away from, basically stay off my turf. Whoa. This, yeah. this is my game. You play your game that way. I'll play mine this way. Now you're ruining the song for me, Jack. Yeah, but they were friends. Okay. Dylan, Dylan, and Lennon were friends. Not as much as as they were fr- as uh, George Harrison, though. George Harrison and Bob Dylan were very close. Right. They recorded together later. So the next couple of um, around this time, Dylan is he's with a group called um, the Hawks. That would later his backup band. They toured Europe. They toured U.S. They got booed. Um, at almost every show, like he would sell out every show and then the audience would boo him. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Like they would polite, they would stay for the acoustic set. And then when the band came out, they, they would just go nuts. And then around this time, Dylan has a car accident and he kind of stops recording. Yeah. Uh, motorcycle accident. Sorry. Oh, I don't like motorcycles. Yeah. So he's, he's trying to kind of find his sound and um, he goes down to, he's recording with uh, a couple of musicians that he knows up in New York and it's not working out. So then he goes to Nashville and that's actually where Blonde on Blonde was recorded. But then while he's in Nashville, he stays with uh, Johnny Cash, who's a big fan of his. You know who that is, Rachel. Yeah, I like Johnny Cash. He was on uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Rachel. Yeah. I think you sent me a text message that you were very proud to have recognized Johnny Cash's voice. I did. I recognized his voice. Um, I was quite proud of myself and that song of girl from North country. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember listening to that song for the first time. Um, I don't like the title of the song or anything, but in the song, I recognized um, Johnny Cash and it made me like the song a little bit more. Okay. You don't like the title of the song? Um, no, sorry. I don't like the tune of the song. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so this is actually, this is not, I, this is not my favorite version of this song, but I recorded on there because of the relationship with Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Bob Dylan would become ga- a regular guest on the Johnny Cash show. And the kind of juxtapos- juxtaposition of this like towering country figure and this figure of like rock and you know, this very cool kind of rock figure was uh, a big deal in 1969 when this came out. Bob Dylan then goes through a period of time where he's, his next couple of records are not very well received. One of them, Rolling Stones, caused the worst record ever made. I did not (laughs) include any of these, any of those on here. Um, In this time period, also, he's in a relationship. He has uh, several children and then his relationship starts to fall apart. Aww. And he releases one of his best albums, Blood on the Tracks. Does uh, that did... one have Tangled in, Up in Blue? Yes. That was one of my favorite songs. I that like that is, song. That is my favorite song. Tangled really? Up in Blue is my favorite song, yes. Like of all songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? That was, act- yeah, that was actually my favorite Bob Dylan song. I liked his lyrics, um, and plus, I actually liked how he sang the song, which yeah. I thought he delivered it very nicely. So, so yeah, so blood on the tracks. Um, Bob Dylan denies that it is about the breakup of his first wife with his first wife, but it is definitely about the end of his relationship. I don't know how anyone could not yeah. think that. Rachel, what what did you get out of the song? I would love to hear you guys talk about what the song's about. Yeah, what what did you what did you like about other than the how other than his delivery of the lyrics? What did you like about "Tangled Up in Blue"? The lyrics and how um, there is an emotional impact within himself with the lyrics, but that he also wanted to use those words use those lyrics, use the music, kind of intertwine together to get the audience to feel what he was feeling. And I mm-hmm. felt that was very inviting with him where I thought that, that was really cool for him. But also what he was going through was not sunshine and rainbows, right. but it was something that was troubling within him, but he didn't want to do it alone. That's what I took it out of. Interesting. So, yeah, um, for me, I really like it. I like the, um, I like the story that goes through. It's a very sad story, um, but it's very, I like the visuals. Um, it's very much um, like it just flows on. Um, the, the, the main character kind of, as it kind of follows him drifting from scene to scene, um, it's just a very, I don't know. It's just a very 
beautiful phrasing. I think it just paints a clear, like, emotional picture. Right. Yeah, and that's where I'm, I really see him labeling that he just doesn't want to go through it alone, and he wants to really show the audience mm. what he's going through. And that's just how he's going through what he's going through is by writing a song about it. It's one way to, I mean, I think art in a lot of ways is about like processing, yes. right? Life and the experiences. So that yes. makes sense. Hence why any, he wrote the song that he did. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we go on to our next little chunk? Um, so knowing that I really like that song, mm-hmm. but overall I like him as a lyricist but I don't like him as a singer and one of the things that I was kind of hoping as we were kind of seeing his decades and how he was going to progress as a musician how he's going to kind of progress as an artist that he would get better so he (laughs) and I don't um, think (laughs) I'm just wondering sorry sorry Rachel say that one more time so we don't hear that um I was hoping hoping that he would get better through the decades and through his working through his music, but I don't feel like he did. And I'm wondering why, <laughs> why you didn't he get better? I think your question is you're noticing a style change. And it seems like as you're going throughout the playlist, do you like the style less and less? Yeah. Um, not a biggest fan of the singing. Um, that's true all the way through. Right. Like, did he ever just like do voice lessons or someone tell him, dude, just get some voice lessons, get better at this thing that you call your work. So David Bowie referred to his, in his song, song to Bob Dylan, David Bowie referred to it as a voice of sand and glue. So you're not alone. Um, But he does stylistically change. Um, you know, as we talk, like right now, we're in the mid '70s with "Tangled Up in Blue" and with "Blood on the Tracks" and "Desire," which kind of go together as two kind of albums. Um, which has the song "Isis" on it. Yep. Yeah. Nope. I don't like that song. Nope. Nope. That, the the twangy bluegrass, the strings, the tambourine. Oh my goodness, the tambourine! I wanted to chuck that tambourine. Well, first I wanted to rip it out of his hands. Then yeah. I wanted to chuck it across. All right. So, so, this song on the playlist. I, I like Isis. Um, this came out, he was doing a, um, this was kind of after Blood on the Tracks, he kind of was revitalized and went on this tour called the Rolling Thunder Review that gathered mm-hmm. a lot of like his friends, his other friends. artists um, together. And they did these like a bunch of small venues and the live stuff, which I didn't include here. I know you don't like live music. Um, but the live stuff is, is spectacular. And like the Isis, I really like the, um, I, re- I, I really like the music in Isis, um, including the, uh, the violinist um, Scarlett Rivera, or Riviera, who is just crazy. But anyway, I really like Isis for the music. Um, and then I like the, again, it's a story. Um, it's, a, it's a story of a journey. 
um, and then of a hero who goes out and then comes back to um, kind of goes out on this long journey and then comes back to his wife or his lover. No, wife, because they're married. There you go. Um, but Rachel, around the same time, uh, Bob Dylan has a major life change. Hmm. Um, and he becomes a uh, born-again Christian. Okay. Were you uh, aware of this, Rachel? I never heard of any Bob Dylan music. I didn't know he became a Christian. I didn't know anything about Bob Dylan. <laughs> if you picked up in the next segment any religious lyrical content. Yeah, once he started getting into the disco, I didn't like that. And I didn't like some day baby that doesn't even sound like him That's, we're okay not, we're, we're not, not at there that yet. one <laughs> so gotta got serve somebody is from slow train coming and that was his first kind of of his christian phase the first of three albums that were that kind of bookend his um his religious phase of of like gospel music you look very confused I'm trying to re-listen to the song in my head with the lyrics. So if you think of Gotta Serve Somebody, to me, that's very like reminiscent of like, you cannot serve both God and man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where. Yeah, basically. But I don't think God likes disco. (laughs) Aw. I I wouldn't call this disco. I don't like disco. It's not disco. (laughs) It's not not disco. It's, um. It's more it's it's poppy i guess um but this one actually this song um this won a grammy um and it was his first grammy as a solo artist um because the grammys kind of snubbed him for a lot of his earlier stuff because it was too controversial but the well i was gonna just say about how he said this yes yes but yeah you, you know and i don't think he ever got be- better well, so like I told you at the beginning of the week, um, focusing on the lyrics is what we're talking about here because that's really what Bob Dylan is famous for. And I thought you would be really interested by his religious time period. Yeah, I think by the time the second half of the hour came about, I was just done with his voice. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Sorry, Allison. It's okay. It's okay. Is there anything? Ah, See, that's the thing is I don't even listen to Christian songs. I don't even listen to music at all. Like music she missed is the only music I get in my life. Like I don't listen to anything. Silence is in my car. Isn't it fun that two of these songs are about God in a positive way? Sure. I I, I love God, but still, I don't love music. Oh, Psalm 150 just went yeah. in one ear, out the other. <laughs> for me, um, for, for me, the the three albums of you know Slow Train Coming, um, the, the one in the middle, and then Shot of Love, Saved, and then Shot of Love are not his best work. Um, but I do think Every Grain of Sand is one of the best songs that he's written. Hmm. Um, which is 
from Shot of Love, which is kind of like what I did is I kind of bookend the the Christian period. And then after that, he kind of goes through, he kind of goes back into this kind of period of um, writing, you know, more folk rock. Um, yeah, he writing more folk rock. And then he becomes more and more bluesy, more and more mm-hmm. blues em- emphasis. Uh, he writes, um, he has a couple of really good albums um, in the in the 90s. Um, when is uh, Modern Times from? Remember? Modern Times is from 2010. Oh, so pretty recent. Whoa, comparatively. Yeah. That's recent. So Someday Baby was his last Grammy winning um, song. He won the Grammy for Best Rock Performance and Best uh, Album that year, or Best Folk Rock Album that year. Wow. But it doesn't sound like him. Like, it sounds like someone else is pretending to be him, but it isn't really him. Well, he's, this is at the, this is at the end of his career or the tail end of his career. Remember he's at this point, he's seventies, you know, he's in his seventies when he's, when, when that, and he's still touring. Now today. Uh, Well, he's been on his never ending tour since 1988. (laughs) Um, Is that what the tour is called? Never ending tour. The never ending tour. So he's been touring. Uh, He took because of, COVID, he hasn't been touring this year. I don't uh, think anyone is. Decker, have you gone? I have seen him twice. Yay. Wow, that's cool. Well, I saw him in 2010 when Modern Times came out, and it was great. Um, I saw him sometime later. It was not as good. Hey, I, so having seen Paul McCartney six yeah. times, I can say it is hard to be in your 70s and sing. And if you're Bob Dylan, I'm sure it's even harder. Yes. <laughs> so... People's um, voices change. Yeah. True. And does his wife and his family go with him? Or he is does... not married. Oh, so both of them didn't work out. That's correct. That's a bummer, Bob. Come on, Bob. He got a Nobel Prize, though. Yep. Oh, what and for? And the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Okay. And um, Did Obama for his, Obama for his music? Freedom. Yeah. What was that? For his music or lyrics or... For his lyrics. And I mean, contributions to American culture, right? This person's an icon. Yes. 10 Grammy wins, 38 nominations. Um, several of his albums are in the Grammy Hall of Fame. He has so much music that last week, Decker and I discovered a Bob Dylan album that neither of us had listened to before. Wow. He it was has, pretty good. It was good. It was a good one. It was one of his better ones. Yeah. Um, he has 39 studio albums. Shut the door. His <laughs> most recent one came out uh, this year, Rough and Rowdy Ways. And it was actually a song of that actually was his first number one hit on any Billboard chart. Whoa, really? Yes. Murder wow. Most Fat, which is a 17 minute song about the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> okay. Please send me that song. I, I'm <laughs> Um, it, it, now it was the billboard. Oh, I don't even remember. It was one of, it wasn't, it wasn't like the top 100. Oh yeah. So it's like boomer billboard. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) Okay. Like I think Bob Dylan is, in my opinion, I think he's a genius with how he does with his lyrics. I love his references to history though. His decades aren't some of my favorite decades 
in history. Um, but I still like sixty years. He is the only. He is the only that artist is- to have a number one record or a a charting record in all of the sixty or all of the past six decades. Six decades. Yeah. Really? Yes. Did you have some questions you wanted to kind of wrap up with? Um, would you consider him a genius? Yes, I would. Allison? I am on the fence. Hmm. Why are you on the fence? Because unlike Decker, I have not delved into the depths of the catalog. So... I would lean toward yes. He's not the first person I think of when I think of musical genius. Well, you think of the Beatles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think. I think he's a great lyricist. I think he's a crappy singer. Um, and Everyone I, thinks that though. I'd give him a quarter to just go take some voice lessons. Well, let's talk about that because like we said at the top of the show, he is widely covered. Mm, he is. And I honestly think I've heard more of his covers than actually of him. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for sure you've heard one on this show because Adele did Make You Feel My Love, which is Bob Dylan's song. Wait, no, that's Bob Dylan? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. All Along the Watchtower. Also a Bob Dylan cover. Really? Sam Cooke did a Bob Dylan cover. Nina Simone did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Not in our playlist, but he did. Um, Just, I mean, just thinking of the artists you know that did covers. Johnny Johnny Cash. Cash. Stevie Wonder had a number two hit with Blown in the Wind. Really? Not to mention countless more artists that we haven't covered yet. Have you done Billy Joel? Oh, we did do Billy Joel. Billy Joel also did make, uh, Make You Feel My Love. That's b- rolling stones have played like a rolling stone at many of their concerts. I made a playlist for you of Bob Dylan covers. So you could enjoy all of the lyrics and songwriting and musicality without having to listen to his voice. And I've been jamming out to that all week and it was great. <laughs> I will accept that playlist. <laughs> Yay. It's good stuff. Huh? Well, I feel like First, I didn't give a great, well, I didn't do any rating whatsoever on the um, part A of this recording um, of this episode, but we'll call it a two. You'd heard his name. You didn't know anything about him. I'm looking forward well, to no, 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 no. I didn't know a lot about him because I apparently met him. <laughs> <laughs> right. For a number of years, I felt like I really yeah. met him. <laughs> no, but but um, for real, you didn't really know anything about him, so... But you sound like you're ready to rate. I am. I think I am. Are you ready to receive my rating? Yes. Yes. 7.75. Holy, oh my God. No. Yeah, 7.75. That is the highest rating that we've received in this season alone. Only because of his lyrics, not because of his singing. Um, Yeah, I liked his um, lyrics. And I really want to hear that playlist of all those covers. And especially since I really liked Billy Joel and Adele and I like those other bands. Well, some of them. I don't think Nirvana covered him. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think Nirvana <laughs> has covered him. 
Yeah. Too knowledge. bad. Yeah. That's okay. Wow. Gosh, that's incredible. Why are you texting everyone? People, people, I had friends guessing what you would rate, rate him. What did they guess? Oh, everybody was like three, four. Suck it. 7.75. <laughs> 7. Oh my goodness. Well, um, Decker, I can't thank you enough. Thank for you. Being here. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Sorry for being late um, at the beginning half of the episode. My bad. Our audience doesn't know or they, care about that. Yeah, no. That's true. But you do, so. <laughs> it's been so much fun being here. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. If you, our audience, want to continue to be incredibly shocked and surprised by Rachel's musical journey, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe wherever you get your pl- podcasts. And make sure to follow this playlist and all the playlists by going to Spotify colon user colon music she missed. And also Allison will post on the playlist the one list of all the Bob Dylan covers. Because I'm going to make sure. I Rachel, I will also post a picture of the shoes that you buy for me. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.